0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hi and welcome to You Little Ripper. I'm Kurt Fernley, former Paralympian, and on today's show, we've got the greatest Paralympic swimmer of all time, Ellie Cole.
0: (laughs) I feel like I wanted to go, Ellie Cole, 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 greatest swimmer of all time, 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 time. I'm Georgie Tunney, ABC sports reporter and as per usual here on New Little Ripper we are broadcasting from Wurundjeri country.
1: Look I'm going to address something head on from the top of the show on a day that the Australian government announced that our Paralympic medal winners will receive the same financial reward as our Olympians Kyle Sandlands. He made an abhorrent comment about the movement I'm not going to repeat it, it's not worth it. Paralympians, we are bloody brilliant. I love that we've created a space here at you little ripper, that is the opposite to the space that's (laughs) echoed through Quile's words. Look, it's not the first person who have tried to mock the Paralympic movement, but we have risen to the third biggest multi-sport event in the world, despite all of that, The thing that is tough to get through is this idea that there is a huge audience who hear that, who laugh at that and go into the workplace where they could sit across from a person with a disability and you have no idea that they have this thing going through their head. So as a Paralympian, you sit there and you wonder how widespread is it? But we can't control that. Mm-hmm. What we can control is creating our own foundation and building on this wonderful Paralympic movement and you, the listeners, you are also a part of this movement with us. So keep on board. Don't be a Paralympic fan for two weeks every four years. Follow the movement, follow your athletes and that's about all I can say about that.
0: We're not going to give it any more airtime, Kurt, and I want us to focus on what makes... Us happy and us ecstatic, and that is the Paralympic movement. And what we need to be highlighting is our You Little Ripper moments of the last 24 hours because it's the complete opposite of that. It's bringing everyone joy. And, Kurt, I think for the first time maybe ever, we agree.
1: We agree. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely do agree on this one. Uh, We mentioned it at the beginning of the week. Mm -hmm. There were uh, uh, two Afghani Paralympians who were extremely vulnerable. uh, To see them go from that incredibly vulnerable place to being able to get to the Paralympic village, to be able to now compete. Look, I am so proud that Australia played a role in this. And I I have to do a shout-out to the the organisation, Human Rights for All, Craig Foster, Moya Dodd, Nikki Dryden, Alison, Batterson, uh, the Australian government for, for for seeing this vulnerability and working in a multinational coalition to make sure that these two Paralympians found a way to safety. Hussain Rasoli competed earlier on in the week, in Tuesday, in the T45 long jump. He ranked 13th, but jumped a personal best. Zaki Akutadadi yesterday became the first woman to compete for Afghanistan in the Paralympics since 2004 in Taekwondo, the women's 49 kilo K44 repechage and the women's 49 kilo K44 round of 16. A wonderful story. Uh, uh, the reason why I haven't spoken about it, because uh, if, if you speak about it before the athletes are where they are, the story becomes about you. And this has really, like, I couldn't stand to see that happen. Uh, and I know that uh, that the news sometimes grabs hold of people and they churn them out and they disappear on the other end. We're, we're I think that these athletes need to be given the respect and space to rebuild their lives. I wish them nothing but the best. And in that rebuilding process, I'm sure that the Australian community will be there as they were when they were outside the gates of Kabul airport. And I hope should that time come, we will be ready to jump in. But at the moment, I think it is best just to let the athletes find their place, find their journey and rebuild something that is that is purely about them.
0: And if that doesn't sum up the Paralympic movement, I don't know what does.
1: It's greater than the green and gold. Yes. It, it is worldwide. Well, we've got to get into the best of the rest. I'm going to start it off. Stuart Jones in the road race, he would cross the line in ninth. But when he he found that he was out of the middle contention, he would drop back to South Africa's Tony Mould. And, and she was an hour off the pace in her race. Mm-hmm. And he pushed with her all the way to the finish line, cheering, supporting. Helping her up the hill. It was a Cedric Dublin movement. Yeah. And, and that is what we love here. Looking after your fellow athletes, being there to support and sometimes it might even affect your uh, result a little bit but he, Stuart sees the greater impact. He sees that we are part of something that is bigger than one individual result and that was just the perfect, the perfect representation of it.
0: It was and we saw the... Such difficult conditions that our cyclists have been having to contend with over the past couple of days, in particular, yesterday, no exception. More monsoonal rain again. Couldn't see the athletes half the time on the course. It was exceptionally dangerous conditions. So for Stuart to ride with Tony up that hill and give her that support was truly so wonderful. We're also going to give a shout out to Carol Cook, who had a really heavy fall in her event yesterday, had to be hospitalised overnight. Took. A quite a bit of skin off. Uh, so, Carol, the You Little Ripper community, we're right behind you and we wish you a really speedy recovery because that was a moment yesterday watching those races, the road race, where I just, my heart stopped yeah, and it, not in a good way.
1: Look, that was uh, that was really tough to watch. Uh, Carol is one of the most loved members of the Paralympic team. She is the person who was put forward as a nominee to, for the International Paralympic Committee's yeah. Athlete Council. That's the level of respect that the community have of Carol. All of us, our heart sunk when we saw that as defending champion. Um, look, and it still does. I can't wait to, to see her talking and being able to come back on camera and, and receive the love and support that she does deserve.
0: Also, best of the rest last night. I can't go past the pool. Shocking. <laughs> Breaking news. Put, Breaking put, news. Pat
1: Dolphin, uh, Georgie Tony.
0: <laughs> but seriously, three golds in the pool last night and a bronze. I mean, this performance of the Dolphins at. Tokyo 2020, exceptional. But I want to start with Will Martin because he has three gold medals to his name. Oh, just three? Just three. (laughs) Just a cheeky three or a sneaky three, if we quote Isis Holt. He was back in action last night and he won the 100-metre butterfly so fast, this time was exceptional for him, a world record, a gold medal. And then he really did inspire what happened next in the pool. So he was up first, then it came to Ben Hance, who won gold in the 100 metre backstroke S14. If you haven't seen his post-race interview, please go and watch it. He is divine. And then... We had Rachel Watson win back-to-back golds in the women's 50-metre freestyle S4 final.
1: Rachel Watson, the way that she spoke yesterday, Mm -hmm. the gold medal was amazing. It was incredible. I loved to see her get off the block. She got off so fast and got her break and held it the entire way through to the finish line. Uh, But her interview where she speaks about uh, people with disabilities who are just acquired or, or kids with disabilities, where she said that you are going to hear so many people saying it's too hard or they can't. But you have to go through it. You have to continue this path. <laughs> these these themes, these themes that keep coming through. They're, 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 I love how many. How many of my team have really adopted it? I can't believe I just said it's my team. Yeah. It's definitely not my team. I am now the biggest fan of the team. Uh, but but I just loved that interview. It brought everybody to tears because her refusal and her resilience and her ability to just persevere, it's second to none. And it was a, it was a fantastic race.
0: I think you still have a little bit of a stake in the Paralympic team, Kurt, even though you've retired. I'm pretty sure that you, you're allowed. You're yeah. allowed to have some of I,
1: I do still wear my lycra to bed every night. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's proof.
1: There, I am. there you are. Still a Paralympian. Still,
0: still a Paralympian. And also shout out to Rach with her gold nails last night. I don't think I didn't see them, Rach. So that was a wonderful omen in your <laughs> performance. There was bronze as well in the medley relay, our women's team. And a little bit of a teaser here, audience. We may have the most successful Paralympic swimmer of all time who was a part of that relay team joining us very, very shortly. So I don't want to talk too much about it because we are going to hear from the superstar Ellie Cole shortly.
1: Back in the athletics, Vanessa Lowe, she won gold in the women's long jump T63 after breaking her own world record three times in the comp.
0: This is the thing that like blows my mind. Not once, not twice, three times in the one competition she's broken her world mark. Vanessa Lowe, the images that are coming out of that final, the still photographs, Google them because they will just take your breath away. She is the embodiment of what an athlete is.
1: Vanessa represents so much. She she is just so strong and, and she is so skilled, but she is also so warm and sharing. Seeing her uh, talk to her, her husband, Scott Reardon, who's another Paralympian, mm-hmm. and talk about this medal as if it is theirs, mm-hmm. as she's going to compete. What a love story. As she's going to compete, she says, I'm going to do this for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, gee, that, that was just, it's so, one, I know Scotty really well. Mm-hmm. I know Vanessa pretty well, uh, but to see them so happy, Happy, content, and excited about the future—that's uh, amazing. And of course, there's drama in the Paralympics movement. <laughs> Another shout out for Maria Strong, yes. who won a bronze medal in, in a Paralympic uh, debut at 50 years of age. Uh, a huge shout out to Maria. I love to hear this story. I love to see you get that bronze medal. And uh, what a what a day at the track!
0: Not only a bronze medal, but an Oceania record. Like that's how far she threw. So congratulations to Maria Strong.
1: We've spoken about it multiple times. Who's coming on the show? Uh, The greatest Paralympic swimmer of all
2: time. Time, 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 time. Ellie
1: Cole. Ellie, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. And I will never get used to that title,
1: ever. Well, you're you're going to have to keep it. We're demanding it. I I was
2: thinking last night, you know, 17 Paralympic medals... I think I might have that title for a few games because, you know, most swimmers compete in four or five events per games and I was doing the mass and I was like, okay, so I should have that record for at least another eight years.
1: (laughs) Well, you do have some competition and one of the most beautiful moments that I've seen uh, of your career is the way that you speak to the teammates around you. You were you're were in a race yesterday with an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old and the generosity and the uh, the the kindness and the advice that you're giving is just beautiful. Uh, how how have you reflected on those moments?
2: It's um it's certainly been a very unique experience here. Um You know, I remember coming into Tokyo a few weeks ago and we had already been on the road for 10 weeks as a swim team. And so for our team to be able to walk into the pool before the competition had even started, it felt like such a celebration. And I'd never gone to a Paralympics before where we were already celebrating before we even began. And so to be able to share that moment with my team, like, of course, we're going to be very close. And um of course I have so much respect for my teammates it doesn't matter if they're they're at their first games at 15 years old or if they're at their third games or if they're like Matt Levy at their fifth games everybody has an equal amount of respect from me just to be able to stand up and represent Australia and just be at Tokyo because it's such a long slog to get here
1: Look, for those that didn't hear your advice that you gave to Isabella Vincent, can you let the You Little Ripper audience uh, hear those words as well?
2: <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Izzy's. I saw your mug yesterday, by the way. It was <laughs> great. I wanted to be- I really want one of those. Um, I, I just told Izzy just to keep enjoying herself. You know, a lot of people see elite sport and think that it has to be very serious. And, of, of course, it's very serious, but it doesn't mean that you can't go out there and just enjoy it because... We all started our Paralympic journey because we just loved being a part of sport. You know, we loved the drive. We loved the push. Um, We loved the feeling of just being equal to the person next to us, which is why, you know, the announcement by our government was so historic. But um, just always enjoy yourself. And, you know, there are countless times over my 16 years on the swim team where I, I found myself, you know, going against my gut and feeling like I wasn't in a sport that I loved anymore and, you know, I I found my way back again and Tokyo was by far the most enjoyable experience that I've ever had. It was just so special.
0: How has the recognition of the Paralympic Games from the wider Australian community, the wider international community, how has that changed throughout your
2: Paralympic career? Oh, it's like you can't even put into words just how different The Paralympic experience is between Beijing and Tokyo. You know, within the team, it all feels the same. But uh, I really noticed it this week when um, the Australian public, you know, they they didn't recognise that our Paralympic athletes weren't being paid equally to our Olympic athletes. And the support from back home and the outrage from back home, like I've never seen a country almost bully our government (laughs) into equal rights before. (laughs) And I, I was I was trying not to get involved because I was still competing, but I was receiving so many messages of support from back home, and you know our Australian public recognise our Paralympians as equal, and they they wanted that to be recognised by the government as well. And I, I feel like back in Beijing, two thousand and eight, you know that that recognition wasn't quite there yet. You know the passion from the athletes certainly was, but. Um, it, it took a while longer for Australia to recognise just how close our team was, how passionate our team was um, just to represent our country. And so, um, you know, to be able to see the support from back home this week and to be able to, you know, see even just Paralympic athletes um, broadcasting our Paralympics, you know, one of their own. It just, like, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It's incredible. It's everything that I've ever dreamed of.
1: The the support is out of control. They're above $1.5 million raised in the virtual sea campaign, which is incredible. The government then throwing in an additional, what could be 600000 maybe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a it was an amazing day yesterday. There are huge parts of Australia, Paralympic fans, that have a favourite Ellie Cole moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering what your favourite moment is. 17, 17 medals... over over the extended journey of your career, is there one medal or moment that stands out to you of yours?
2: One medal. (laughs) That's a really tough question. Um, I think like the standout medal for me probably goes back to Rio. Um, It was a 100 metre backstroke event and I was on day nine of the competition and you always forget how tiring a Paralympics is, but... Believe me, when you hear this, by day nine, you're exhausted. And um, I was going into that race as favourite and the world record holder, and I hadn't been beaten in three years. And I had so much self-doubt. Like, it's incredible how much your mind can just attack you in such moments of high stress. And um, I ended up winning that event, but it was very mentally tough to be able to just even get out onto the pool deck. And it just made me realize like when you're a kid and when you're watching Paralympic or Olympic athletes on the TV, you think they're they're superhuman, you think they're invincible. But when you're in the moment yourself, you feel so vulnerable. You feel like so much more vulnerable than you ever thought you would. And um, you know, you just have to remember why why you're competing, you know, why you started and who you're representing back at home. And that was enough just to get me out onto the pool deck and win that gold, it was so special. And it also was a huge life lesson for me to never ever Ever wear mascara on a metal podium? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh yes. I feel like everyone who wears mascara has at least one of those moments where you're like, never again. Never again. That was, silly. that was really silly.
1: Any other advice you would give to someone who is in a moment that they really want to nail, but the nerves, the anxiety, the, the, the blood pressure's up, what, what what do you what do you say to that other than other than remind yourself you love what you do? Is there positive affirmation, visualisation, all of that stuff?
2: I think you just have to throw everything in the toolbox at yourself. You know, the positive affirmations definitely work. For me, and I know for a lot of people on my swim team, just thinking about your breathing makes such a huge difference. You you don't even realise you're hyperventilating until you've already hyperventilated. You know, um, Cole Pierce winning his bronze medal in Tokyo, he he had hyperventilated... So much to the point where he had pins and needles in his hands before he got up on the blocks. Um, yeah, so focusing on your breathing is a big thing. But what really got me out onto the pool deck in um, Rio when I was feeling that way was just telling myself, like, you know, what if this works out? You know, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. But what if it does? You know, what 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 if you can win this? And um, I think just giving yourself a shot and just taking that leap of faith, like you just got to take the leap of faith, you know, anything that is scary um, is usually worthwhile in the end. Talking
0: about things that could be scary, has it sunk in yet that you will be saying goodbye to the Games
2: and how will you do it? Um, yes, it, it sunk in pretty hard yesterday when I was warming up. I'm very, very fortunate that I work in a sport where I can wear goggles and nobody can see me crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I was, I was warming up for my last ever Paralympic event yesterday and Um, I kept getting out and sitting on the side and just taking the moment in and I had tears coming out of my eyes. And I said to my coach, I was like, I'm so emotional. I don't think I can do this. And he's like, you know, you've worked 16 years on the team for this moment. And so it was, it was very special, but it was also wonderful. You know, um, as I was leaving the Paralympic village, I bumped into Riley Batts, who, you know, he could be pulling on his jersey for the last time as well. Who knows? But he said to me, like it hits you like a train when you're there, you know, that it could be your last time, and it really did. Um, it's a scary moment, but like I said, we've we've got so many great swimmers on our swim team. So I just looked around yesterday and I was like, wow, like we've got a really strong team here, and like I'm still going to be involved in their journey, just in a not necessarily in an athlete capacity. It might be in a different capacity, but I'll be their biggest supporter for the rest of their lives. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: Challenge accepted, Ellie. Well, Challenge I'm going to upgrade you
2: from a mug to maybe a face tattoo of one of them. I'm going to get an easy, face tattoo.
1: You will never be able
2: to beat that, Kurt, ever. I won't.
1: I won't. Um, I I remember the night before and the morning before my marathon in Rio and I did the exact same thing. I'm sitting in a hotel room on my own about to go to the start line and I burst into tears. Uh, And I had no idea. It's like you're not sure why but you know exactly why. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Ellie, what has the Paralympic movement meant to you? Oh,
2: it's been huge. Uh, gris Goosebumps again. You know, I, I grew up watching Paralympians on TV, you know, watching you, Kurt, on TV. And um, I, I saw these strong, powerful athletes who just gave it their all. And of course, I wanted to join ranks with some of those athletes. You know, my, my biggest inspiration when I was a kid was Amanda Drennan, who I'm sure you would know, um, yeah. And she showed me so much kindness when I was younger and I just really wanted to be her. And then, you know, Natalie Datois from South Africa, one of the very few Paralympians who's also been to an Olympic Games. You know, she was my biggest competitor and mentor when I joined international swimming. But for me, when I think about the impact that Paralympic sport has had, I think that, you know, I I look back to when I was younger and I was treated very differently. I, I was segregated so many times in my life. And, you know, I saw the Paralympics, and for once in my life, I saw people who were different and people who had a disability. They were finally being just celebrated. And no one had ever really celebrated me just for being me before. And like, I know that Paralympic athletes, you know, they're, they're athletes as well. But at a Paralympic Games, it's, yeah, people are celebrating the athletic performances, but they're celebrating the people so much more. And that really, that really shone this week, you know, finishing fifth in my 100 freestyle, which I was very happy with, but people were just still celebrating, you know, (laughs) me as a person as well. And it warmed my heart so much just to feel included and to feel valued, um, which is why this week has been very, very emotional. There has been a lot of um, hotel room crying, let me tell you.
0: (laughs) Hopefully with no mascara on because we learned that lesson. We learned that lesson. Ellie, you've gone from the kid that didn't feel like they quite fitted in to now having cardboard cutouts of themselves (laughs) where kids are taking photos with you across grocery stores around the country. I hope you are feeling the love. I hope you're feeling the support. You may have won 17 Paralympic medals in the pool uh, but your biggest challenge is yet to come
2: and it's called Fast Five.
0: Fast Five.
2: I am never ready for this. This is so stressful. This is more stressful than last night's race. Okay, let's go.
1: All right, Ellie, number one. What do you wish you had in the village, but you can't get
2: Oh, just a fluffy Duna to cuddle into. Ellie, what's your superstition? I don't have any superstitions at all. My my favorite thing to do is to actually watch everybody else's superstition. Um <laughs> Who's had I'm the weirdest usually... one? Okay, so I'm good friends with Alicia Coots, who was one of our Olympic swimmers. Um, no one ever knew what she was doing, but I did. Um, she used to lift her eyelids up and blow air up into her eyelids to try and like keep her eyes feeling fresh or something. But it kind of looked like she was just covering her eyes behind the blocks, but I was like, yeah, she's blowing that air. She's blowing that air hard. <laughs> she's ready. That was that, a weird
1: that, one. <laughs> no, I love that. I don't know what. I'm going to try it. Well, why not? I'm Just try before it. you go for a run and start to fly. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's going to help me. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, firstly, I don't know why you were so emotionally healthy and not having superstitions, but that's behind <laughs> us all now. Uh, Ellie, what is your all-time favorite Paralympic moment?
2: I think my favorite Paralympic moment from this games was to see the um, Aussie bells making their quarterfinals. Um, you know. If it was amazing. So they they, they had won their first um, goalball match in 25 years and they were so overjoyed. And then the next day I, I, I bumped into them into the elevator and they were talking about how they had won. And I thought they were talking about their first match, but they had won two matches in a row. And we just hugged each other in the elevator and started jumping up and down. And I was a bit worried for us for a second that we'd fall down the elevator shaft because we were so excited. But um you know just to see them work so hard for so many years and to finally put a win under their belt like it was so great and to see a team do it as well like i just love team sports it was i felt like i was a goalball athlete myself for that split second i was so excited who's your favorite teammate um my favorite teammate would have to be Rowan Crothers <laughs> <gasps> we love rowan friend uh, he, of the friend, friend of podcast did, pod did you girls? see yep. his medal um, strutting video that he posted yes. online though it was. Did cringe. we see it? I I I'm responsible it for about him. a
1: thousand of the views.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I just can't believe that he put that out in the public eye. But um, <laughs> I have known Rowan since he was about nine years old and is a junior athlete and... I've seen how much he has wanted to win a Paralympic gold medal and for him to be able to see it and not only see it, but to get on the lane rope and flex his muscles was just, (laughs) it brought tears to my eyes. You know, it's so wonderful to be able to see an athlete from being a young boy to a fully grown gold medalist manly man.
1: (laughs) Ellie, uh, if you weren't our most successful Paralympic swimmer of all time, what event would you be in?
2: um well this is this is a question i've been contemplating actually over the last few days i was speaking to lauren parker about doing triathlon but then i watched her triathlon and it was i don't marathon uh races and triathletes it's basically a sprint from the finish uh, from the beginning And um, it just looks really painful. So I'm thinking a sport that maybe isn't. I was actually speaking to the archery guys at breakfast this morning and I was telling them about how I play this archery game on my phone. And they were like, yeah, it's not the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it definitely would translate.
2: Yeah, I feel so. I feel like you've already started training. So that's good. Yeah, I, like, I was like, you've just got to look at what the wind's doing. And you've got to just time the shot right. And and then all of a sudden at breakfast this morning, I was telling elite archers how to do their sport and I was ashamed Good. of myself very quickly.
1: <laughs> Ellie, Ellie Cole, thank you for coming on you, little ripper. Congratulations on an amazing career. May you come back home and receive all the plaudits that you are well and truly deserving of. I love your work, mate. Congratulations and I hope to see you around.
0: We love you, Ellie. God, I love Ellie Cole. Can I come back in another life and be Ellie? Is that allowed?
1: I think it, yeah, I think it is.
0: Yeah, she probably has an AVO against me though, so <laughs> I should probably keep it on the DL.
1: <laughs> I want to become her. It, it, it would make good television. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It uh, would, it would. I, a, a wonderful person, uh, our greatest Paralympic swimmer of all time, but also one of our greatest people, just a, an amazing person.
0: And also such an advocate of the Paralympic movement, which you have so much passion about, Kurt, as well. We touched on it there with Ellie, the announcement from the Australian government yesterday that they would match the medal bonuses that we've seen our Olympians get and Paralympians will now be able to receive that as well. Kurt, what did you think when you first heard this? Look,
1: any money that goes into the Paralympic system, I am a massive fan of. Uh, the, the, the the Olympic movement and the Paralympic movement, in my head, that we are very very different. That may actually change over the coming years. Mm -hmm. The next generation of Paralympian, they get to own what it is to be a Paralympian and I'm all on board with it. We have have made some amazing gains over the Paralympic movement. Our athletes, through the Australian Sports Commission, they do get equal. uh, It's called uh, direct athlete support. It's called DAS uh, and that is equal to our Olympic counterparts. The medal bonus for the Olympic team is paid by sponsors Mm -hmm. from the Olympic movement with a different board, a different executive, right. a, different, uh, a different bunch of sponsors. Uh, so there are two completely distinct organisations that have completely distinct cultures as well. But there is always a line drawn between them because mm-hmm. we are parallel to the Olympic movement. Yes. The, the Paralympic movement doesn't have the same support of commercial Australia as our Olympic counterparts do. They don't have the, the bank account that, mm-hmm. that the Olympic counterparts do do. So paying a, a, a medal bonus is is a way to recognise athletes, but I think that for an efficient use of funds, the Paralympic movement puts its money into the development of new athletes. They put their money into making sure that the team arrives in uh, wherever the location is as best prepared as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's about uh, splitting money over the preparation period over four years versus a reward for the exceptional performance on that given day. Yes. Uh, to have both? Amazing. And the government have seen that when commercial Australia, uh, there is a bit of a market failure, I think that the government feels that they can step in and do something there, which is what happens. So kudos to the Australian government. Amazing for our athletes. And uh, hopefully we can make this sustainable. But the only way that we make this sustainable, in my opinion, is it not to be left to government. We need all the supporters of the Paralympic movement to reach out to the sponsors of it, to to tune in to the stories that are created around the Paralympic movement, to buy into it, not just every four years. If we bring Australia with us, we will be able to create a Paralympic movement that doesn't require assistance. That is financially stable. And that is when we will start to see real equity growing amongst the uh, Olympic movement and the Paralympic movement.
0: We are celebrating it, though, and there's a whole bunch of medals and some bonuses, but medals on offer once again for Team Australia throughout today. Day 10, it's the final day in the pool, Kurt. I don't know how I'm going to handle it because I know that when it was the Olympic Games and the Dolphins finished their campaign there, I was really down. I was down for a while after that. So, I mean, I might need you to just check in on me, see how I'm doing, see (laughs) how I'm doing.
1: Welfare check. (laughs) Uh, Another huge day in the pool. We've got Cole Pierce, friend of the pod, Jasmine Greenwood, Kira Stevens, Tiffany Thomas Kane, Grant Patterson. There's also the four by 100 metre relay with Will Martin. Can he have a crack at a fourth gold medal as part of the Australian Paralympic team in Tokyo? And also in the paracanoe and kayak, we have the men's kayak to. 200 meter semi final with Curtis McGrath. He's back in action, the star of the Paralympic movement.
0: Curtis McGrath yesterday, his two performances to get through to these finals in the kayak and the canoe, I was stressed, were you
1: stressed? Hey, he wasn't gentle on us, was he? No,
0: no, because neither of those, by his own admission, neither of those races probably ended the way that he was hoping they would for everyone who may not have seen them. Just slight deviation of uh, the the crafts that he was, he was in, so whether or not he was going to get disqualified at times, but the times themselves were still very, very fast. So Curtis McGrath back in action today. As always, we do want to hear from you what your favourite moments have been. We also want to shout out what your You Little Ripper moment has been, your favourite one of the entire game. So not even just in the last 24 hours, what is the moment of these games that you would just... That is the moment that struck the chord with you. Let us know. Hashtag You Little Ripper. Hashtag YLR. Tag at ABC Sport. Tag myself at Georgie underscore Tunny. Tag this man,
1: Kurt Fertley.
0: <laughs> and let us know because honestly, all of the support, all of the feedback, we've been loving it here. Remember to go to our YouTube channels as well and check out the Auslan translations. They are available there. If anyone needs them, send them on. Share it on because we want everyone celebrating the Paralympics.
1: You Little rippers. See you soon.